The top of the fourth inning is on, and this is a big spot for the Evergreens because this may be the last inning of a timed game. We'll see if we get one more. Nate Langbin takes ball one, and the Evergreens have five runs to find. That's outside, two balls and no strikes. Langbin walked and scored for the Evergreens. Fouls that one back. Two balls and a strike. It is Dakota Villam who drove in two runs and helped himself and throws a strike to Langbin there. It's two balls and two strikes, so the count has evened. Coming home here and called strike three. The cutter drops in. Nate Langbin knew it. As soon as that pitch went past him, took a step towards the dugout. Preston Miller has the Evergreens only hit in this game. Evergreens were one hit in the first game, and they've been one hit in this one. Got a second run in because of an error. First pitch to Preston Miller. He's first ball swinging fly ball to center field. Center fielder's going back, but he's got a beat on it, and Nick Argersinger makes the catch. Quickly, there are two down. Dakota Viam has retired the last six Evergreens that he's faced. Nick Cotter is scheduled to hit here. The Evergreens are announcing a pinch hitter. Andrew Cotter will bat. Varsity debut for Andrew Cotter. Andrew has been with the JV so far. He'll hit with two outs and nobody on. First pitch is bounced in front of the plate, ball one. Andrew Cotter is a sophomore. Left-handed bat, 1-0 pitch. Fouled back towards us, a ball and a strike. So the Evergreens are in danger of being sent back home for a lost afternoon, in danger of taking two losses here. Dropped the first game to Turner 4-1. to one. Couldn't hold a short-lived one-run lead and are trailing 7-2 to two here. Swing and a miss, strike two. And again, once this half inning is over, we'll look around and see if we have more time to keep on playing. Swing and a miss, took something off that, and Andrew Cotter strikes out a three-up, three-down inning for Dakota Viam. Falcons 7, D.C. Everest 2 will move to the bottom of the fourth when we come right back on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Okay, 
regular bottles for four dollars, and you have the big tall ones for two dollars. What do you think I drink? <laughs> the regular bottles. Yep. Half major. The Evergreens are running out a fourth pitcher. Here is Brennan Bartlett in his varsity debut. He's a sophomore. Brennan's not even listed on the varsity roster for the Evergreens. You have to turn the page and go back to the JV roster to find Brennan's name. Hayden Davidowski worked two-thirds of an inning. was not hit against safely, did not give up a run. So Davidowski did a good job and managed to get a strikeout. So Davidowski gives way to Brennan Bartlett, sophomore right-hander. This is good experience for some of the lesser-used pitchers. Why is that? Well, I mean, these guys are going to get work when the Evergreens have weekend doubleheaders, when they have the Friday non-conference games. You remember last year, Medford was a really good Division II team last year. Came down to Everest, we played them, and the Evergreens used a different pitcher in each inning. Seven innings, seven pitchers, and the Evergreens got a win in that game. Jack Rose to lead off against Brennan Bartlett. Leg kick, home, high, ball one. You know what, I don't think there are pitchers anywhere. <laughs> Who, who throw their first varsity pitch for a strike. By the way, Nick Cotter is no longer catching. New catcher in for the Evergreens, too. That's outside for a ball. That is Andrew Cotter, who is now catching in place of Nick Cotter. Two balls and no strikes. Rose has walked in both of his plate appearances against different pitchers. Josh Hopkins walked him, and Braxton Olson walked him. And now Brendan Bartlett's in danger of walking him, too. It's three balls, no strikes. There's a strike on the outside corner, three and one. Evergreen's got their two runs in the second inning with the benefit of only one hit. I mean, this entire afternoon, the Evergreens have one hit in the first game and one hit in the second. Swing and a miss, strike two. So the bats could not be more quiet. And you know what? In this game, Dakota Viam. I mean, he's a nice pitcher. Is he an elite, overpowering pitcher? No, he's not, which is why you wish the Evergreens would accomplish more. Fly ball, shallow, left center field, and it drops. Center fielder Preston Miller was coming over. Elijah Schmidt was running over, too. Neither could get to it. It is a leadoff single for Jack Rose. Here's Adam Switalski to bat. Four hits for the Falcons. Yeah, they've been helped by walks and errors. A lot. First pitch up high, ball one. So now the mechanics change too for Brennan Bartlett. Got a slide step on his delivery. It's an adjustment that, you know, is easier. Pitchers are just used to it, college, pro, minor league level. Foul back, one ball and one strike. But, I mean, for a high school pitcher... That's why so many don't use the full windup now. Some pitching coaches just judge that it's easier to one set of mechanics that doesn't change regardless of whether someone's on base. But the Evergreens, Nate Langman, Brock Babish, 
Wyatt Miles, all three of their best pitchers, full windup with nobody on, and then the mechanics change afterwards. Down low, a ball and a strike to Adam Switalski. He's 0 for 2. One of the few Falcons who has not been on base at all this afternoon. There's a strike on the outside corner. Got a man on first. I mean, just every time you look, the Evergreen's pitchers have been dealing with traffic on the bases. 2-2 pitch. Down low, the count is full. I would think that after these Saturday games, the Evergreens may appreciate a little time in the practice cage, batting cage. There's a ripped ball down the left field line. It is foul. Would have brought in another run. Yeah, you know, with inexperienced pitchers, when the count goes 3-2, there's only one pitch you're going to see. You're going to see a fastball. Smart batter who knows that can be sitting dead red. See what you can do with it. Throw over to first. Runners back. Nice facility over here at Wapan. The synthetic infield holds up just fine. Fly ball to center. Preston Miller coming in, coming in, makes the catch. Runner strayed from first, a long distance throw behind him. He scampers back to the bag just barely. So Switalski is 0 for 3, and Jack Rose almost strayed too far. I would not be surprised in the future if this tournament kind of has fewer teams. Because, I mean, what do you do when it rains? I mean, it rained yesterday. Today's been a much nicer day weather-wise. But you've got to be going at more than one site for everyone to get all of their games in. So maybe this becomes like a more manageable affair if it's four teams that play a couple of games against each other or becomes a triangular. I know the Evergreens will have the Mark Simon Memorial Triangular fouled back. Mark Simon, longtime Everest baseball coach, a legend on the Everest Diamond. And the two teams that have family connections come over. Mark Simon's son coaches Appleton North, so they'll come over. And Eau Claire North comes over too. Mark Simon's daughter teaches in the Eau Claire School District. So that's coming in the middle of May. This pitch here is fouled off. It's a ball and two strikes. Got one out, got a man on first, but more importantly, the Evergreens are trailing here. Seven to two. And then it still remains to be seen how many canceled games from the first two, two and a half weeks of the season come back on the schedule if the Evergreens have open Mondays or Fridays. Outside, pitches low, blocked, runners going down to second, safe. Like it's been all afternoon. Another runner in scoring position. Play in the bottom of the fourth inning. Yeah, we're just chatting here in the press box how much time is left in this timed game that the Evergreens may not get another chance. There's a swing and a foul ball. Held by the catcher, Cotter. Yeah, there it is. 
Andrew Cotter held that ball, so that is indeed strike three, and there's the second out of the inning. Jake Roberts to bat now. Jake Roberts has walked both times. Walked twice by Braxton Olson. Pitch is down low, wild pitch. Runner advances from second to third base. No matter, Brendan Bartlett's got to focus on the batter in front of him. Ignore that runner at third in this five-run game. Get the out and the inning. Because there are two outs, the infield stays back here. One ball, no strikes. There's strike one. One and one. You know what? Brennan Bartlett has looked okay. Gave up a hit. Stolen base, wild pitch. Moves that runner along. But of all the debuting pitchers, Bartlett's looked all right. That one's high and in. Two balls and one strike. I mean, sometimes you just don't know what you have. It, it, it's different throwing bullpen, throwing simulated games than when you put them actually out on the mound in a game situation. And the Evergreens have used pitchers that they just haven't used in varsity spots before. Pitches down low here. It's three balls and one strike. Jake Roberts batting against Brendan Bartlett, sophomore. Fourth pitcher that the Evergreens have used today. And all of them pitching varsity for the first time in this second game. Three balls and one strike. Coming home, he aimed it, and that's outside, ball four. So Bartlett here in this fourth inning has struck out one, has walked one. There are two outs with runners on the corners. Vinny Greco to bat. Greco has struck out and bounced out 0 for 2. Strike one. You know, if Bartlett can get the third out here, he'll be the first pitcher to put up a scoreless inning in this game for the Evergreens. Got to find the positive on an afternoon like this. Coming home at 0-1, up high, one ball and one strike. So the Evergreens open their season with three wins, Adams' friendship and two against Wausau East. And this afternoon may be handed two losses. Down low, two balls and a strike. Bartlett looks over at first. Wind's been blowing from start to finish in this one. Bouncing ball to third. Langbin's got it. Got to throw all the way across the diamond, and he's got him. That brings the inning to a close. Vinny Greco goes 0 for 3, and for the first time this afternoon, the Falcons do not score. We have played four innings complete. The Evergreens are trailing 7-2. to two. The umpires are going to huddle up, and they're going to let us know right now if we're going to start another inning or not, or if this game is going to come to an end right now under the timed rules that we're playing under today. And at least for now, the Falcons are coming out into the field, so this game is going to continue. The Evergreens will get one more chance on the bat as we're going to go to the top of the fifth inning. We'll be back after this break on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com.
Welcome back to Gus Thompson Field. Here, here they call it the Gus. Evergreens are trailing 7-2, to two and they'll bat here in the top of the fifth inning, which is probably going to be the last frame that we play today. And again, unless the Evergreens have a big comeback in mind, it looks like Westosa Central may not need their final at-bat. Noah Shimalewski is scheduled to bat, and instead Caden Kreitlow will pinch hit. Caden Kreitlow. Caden played first base in the first game, came in in relief, but did not get a chance to hit. Left-handed batter here, and Dakota Veeam looks like he'll be the only pitcher that the Falcons are going to use today. First pitch is outside, ball one. So unless he gets into some kind of trouble here. That pitch moved it back in to the outside black. One ball and one strike. Caden's got himself a football offer for college. Standout defensive player for the Everest football team. That's outside, two balls and one strike. Football players, of course, all have the tough choice. Ground ball through the left side. Caden Kreitlow leads us off with a hit. You know, football players all have to decide, run track for conditioning in the spring or play baseball. With all due respect to our football coach, Tim Stralo, baseball's more fun. Elijah Schmidt walked his first time up. Nobody out and a man on first. Elijah Schmidt, inside corner, strike one. Yeah, in, in these games where you don't hit a lot, guys at the lower part of the batting order may only get two chances. Way outside. Ball on a strike. Sure do like to, when you play a lot of baseball, that it stays light longer this time of year. Pack up our stuff soon. We'll be home a little after 8 o'clock. Won't, won't even be dark yet. Breaking ball is down low. Two balls and one strike. News from the Everest Athletic Department, if you have not heard, the Evergreens next winter will have a new basketball coach. Jerry Poggle has stepped down after three seasons. Comes a little bit of a surprise. That's up high. Three balls and one strike. Why? Because Coach Poggle, first of all, only had the job for three years and had such success. Conference champion two of the three years. And then, of course, last year, team just was missing a lot of guys because of injury. 3-1 pitch, and that's a strike that fills up the count here to Elijah Schmidt. Nicest thing about Coach Poggle was always family at the game. His wife was the biggest cheerleader for Jerry Poggle as basketball coach. And this is a well-hit ball down the left field line. It is hooking foul. It got up against the fence. Of course, because it's windy. That's the wind field today. 
So we wish Jerry Poggle the best as he moves on to whatever comes next. But again, he made coaching look easy. It's such a senior-based team as a rookie coach wins the Valley Conference and then wins the conference again the next season for good measure. Finished tied with Spash that second year, co-conference champions. Three balls and two strikes to Elijah Schmidt. And Jerry Poggle was as nice a guy as you'd ever see that's inside ball four. There are runners at first and second to open up the fifth inning. And, of course, Jerry Poggle's a D.C. Everest alum. He'd tell you, I bleed green. Kyler Soppy is 0 for 2, struck out, bounced to a fielder's choice. Nobody is throwing in the Falcons' bullpen. See if the Evergreens can at least make this a little interesting. Up high, ball one. Again, the Falcons are bidding to go home with two wins. They won the 9 a.m. game over Columbus, 7-1. Evergreens are in danger of going home with two losses. Curveball drops in, one ball and one strike. Evergreens lost their earlier game to Beloit Turner, 4-1. One one pitch high. I don't know. Would uh, would the Falcons have a decision to make if Soppy somehow walks or reaches? Then there'd be no one out. The bases would be loaded. That five run lead becomes a little bit of a question mark, right? Tying run would be in the on deck circle. Soppy swings and misses right over the top of that breaking ball. Two and two. I see that our friends from Columbus who have the next game, they've waited around for a long time for a chance to get back on the field. Played at 9 o'clock this morning. 2-2 pitch. This is a fly ball to right. Long run for the right fielder and not going to get it. Again, the wind's blowing that ball away, and there's a hit for Kyler Soppy, and it loads the bases. Bases full of evergreens. There's nobody out. Caden Kreitlow chugs into third base. Elijah Schmidt to second. Kyler Soppy is on first, and are we going to have a pitching change? I think we are. Visit to the mound here. I mean, the Evergreen's best hitters are coming up now. We've reached two, three, and four in the batting order. We've got runners here on first, second, and third, and there's nobody out. And... No pitching change. Dakota Beam will continue. Wyatt Miles is 0 for 2. All right, ready to go to Wyatt Miles in a key spot for the Evergreens. He takes strike one. You know what? Maybe that was the message from that trip to the mound. Not I'm going to take you out. Just you got a five-run lead. Throw strikes. Trust your defense. Get these final three outs. Fly ball. Center field. This is going to get a run in. Going back and making the catch in left center. There's the tag. And it's a sacrifice fly and an RBI for Wyatt Miles. Caden Kreitlow will score on the sacrifice fly to left center. Which makes it 7-3. to three. 
I mean, sure, in this spot in the game, you're willing to trade outs for runs. Elijah Schmidt also moves up. Chris Wiesman is scheduled to hit here, but they're going to use a pinch hitter. Colin Ebersold will pinch hit. Colin's first varsity at bat. And the first pitch to Colin is on the outside corner. Strike one. Saw Colin during the basketball season. Had a JV buzzer-beating game-winning shot. It's when we played over at Ashwabanon, and the varsity was horrible that night. Ground ball to short. To second, there's one. Back to first, safe. And a run comes in for the Evergreens. So Ebersold reaches on a fielder's choice. Completing that double play would have ended the ball game. Instead, Colin Ebersol gets himself a run batted in. There are two outs now. And the score is 7-4. to four. Brock Babish will take his regular turn at bat. Again, Dakota Viam is looking for the final out to secure the victory for the Falcons. First pitch, strike one on the outside corner. VM looks like he's ready to work a little bit faster. Pitch there, bounced off the plate to short. Throw across the diamond, got him, and that's going to bring the ball game to a close. Congratulations to Wasota Central. They've just defeated the Evergreens. The final score is 7-4. to 7-4. to four. We'll be back to recap after this break on 93-9 the game. Welcome back to Gus Thompson Field. I'm Chris Conley. The Evergreens have just lost their second game of the afternoon. They fall to Wasota Central. The Falcons have beaten the Evergreens 7-4. Dakota Viam works the complete game and gets the victory. He allows just three hits. The Evergreens briefly led 2-1 after getting two runs in the top of the second and gave them all back with a four-run bottom of the second. Josh Hopkins is the losing pitcher. He didn't get out of that second inning. The Evergreens did not help themselves at all. The Evergreens today walked nine and committed five errors. The line score looks like this. The winning Falcons, seven runs on four hits. Again, many walks and errors. Seven runs, four hits, two errors, and seven left aboard. The Evergreens get four runs on only three hits. The hits belong to Preston Miller, Caden Kreitlow, and Kyler Sapi. And the Evergreens left four men on board. Our final score, 7-4. to four. The Evergreens with two losses today. Falling here to the Falcons and losing earlier to Beloit Turner 4-1. to one. That's going to wrap up our baseball coverage today on 93.9 The Game. Our next game will be coming up Tuesday. We'll be at Warsaw West as the Evergreens play the Warriors. Safe ride home, Everest fans. Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Conley. Good afternoon, everybody.